Okay, ready? And three, two, one. Hi, and welcome back to Cadence Podcast. I'm Katerina. And I'm Michael. Today's episode, we'll just, I guess, dive right in, is um, our second episode, and we're really excited to, to be back. Um, today is all about creativity. Yep. Where we're the most creative, what creativity has to do with sleep, and I guess, yeah, anything, anything creativity. I think creatives are sort of interesting creatures. Mm -hmm. I think everyone is a creature of habit, but like, I feel like creatives sometimes get into a, a, a rhythm that people find either interesting or cool or weird yeah. or, or abnormal, if you will. But we want to dive deeper into that because we've had lots of discussions on why I'm so creative in the way that I am and yeah. why you're creative in, in the way that you are. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. But before we dive into that, we have a segment on our podcast that has to do with anything like current news, anything exciting that we've heard, seen. Stuff that we find interesting. Yeah. And, and, and it is called The, the New Cadence. Cadence. And this week is my, my turn. turn. Yeah, yeah. it's my turn. So <laughs> uh, let's not try to ruffle the feathers too much with this topic. Because I do think it's controversial, controversial, <laughs> controversial, and that's because in the news lately, and for a little while now, I have found that everyone has been talking about AI. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Of and so, just quickly, right off the top, there have been insane amounts of AI development. It is moving at lightning speed. And recently they have released chat GTP four, mm -hmm. I believe, and the new mid journey, which is sort of the photography tool. And I believe it's mid journey five, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, but I've played around with it. AI, um, open AI labs is the people who are creating chat GTP and a sort of photography tool called Dolly. And then Midjourney is a different one. But what was interesting is I read recently that chat GTP, and if you're not aware of what it is, it's, it's essentially a chat bot, but it's being integrated into their workflow by Microsoft. Which is crazy to me. And Microsoft also owns Bing. Mm -hmm. And when was the last time you heard of Bing? Do you even know what Bing is? I've seen it, I guess, on like movies, but that was maybe a long time ago. Bing, Bing is essentially... Microsoft's version of Google. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And Yahoo and all that. But they've integrated in a way where you can use it for Microsoft Teams. Mm -hmm. And you can use it in Microsoft Office. And whether we like AI or not, mm -hmm. it's here. We've let the genie out of the bottle and it's not going anywhere. So as someone who is a photographer and a filmmaker, yes, that can be very scary Yeah, for, for what I do. But I also think a lot of times when new technology is being developed and being forced into mainstream, if you will, you also have to evolve yourself, Yeah. right? Like, remember when it was first talked about that we could pay with our phones? I mean, you introduced me to it. Yeah. For the longest time, Katarina's like... I don't want my credit card information. And, no, I just didn't know about it. Yeah. But a lot of people, like my parents are like, you can have your, 
your all your money information on your phone like unfortunately these advancements and developments are, are going to happen so i think as a creative with these ai tools there, there needs to be legislation and, and that is a for sure mm-hmm. because i don't want some of the stuff that i've created or the photos that i've taken being taken out of context or used in a way that is is without my permission but I do think that at the end of the day, it still requires a vision. And I do think that humans have the most powerful vision. I, I really do mm-hmm. believe mm-hmm. in that. Because I think ultimately humans, and that's what um, separates us from animals, we can imagine something that has never been there before. And I don't think AI can do that. It can, But, it, but it's getting there. But, but it still pulls from things that have existed. Do you think it will get to a place where it can pull from nothing? I found this on the web. <laughs> Speaking of which. <laughs> Speaking of technology. Um, do you think it can pull from nothing? Um, I can't imagine that right now, so I don't know. Yeah, and, and, I, and, I, and I actually do. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be interesting. And, sp- and we'll leave it there for now. But, but comment below in the comment section. What do you think of AI? Is Are you sick of hearing about AI? Is it becoming like this sort of, as soon as you hear the word NFTs, are you just like, ugh? Or, or are you excited about it and excited on figuring out how to utilize it yeah. the best you possibly can be, yeah. can use it? Because I think there might be a place for it, especially when we run into a, a blockade. And I've, I've used it multiple times. Just to, kinda, just to kind of, just to kind of, to generate a bit of a, um, an idea or a spark, right? But yeah, we'll leave it there for now. I do want to say a little bit on the technology and being creative. Like Katarina just got this Apple Watch and it's been around forever now. But again, it's it's like people are slow to adopt things at mm-hmm. certain times, I feel. And yeah. and this whole AI thing is going to be one of those things. But how has your experience been with Apple Watch? Because for a long time, you and I were both against Apple watches because at the end of the day, always being plugged in and getting notifications was something that you were very, very, very against. And you felt like having the Apple watch would do exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. And I've actually experienced the opposite. Mm -hmm. And yes, I now get, I can feel any notification because I have vibration turned on. You can turn it off. Yes. Uh, Yes. But that's how I have it set up right Mm -hmm. now. So it's it's right there at all times, but I actually feel like I am using or I am looking at notifications less because it is a smaller screen. It is a little more cumbersome to look at your messages and everything. And I, there's apps that I don't have on here, of course, like Instagram, TikTok, whatever. And those are the apps that I spent the most time on. So I actually feel less plugged in, even though I am plugged in at all time. Yeah, because I feel like for you, you get the notifications that you need to get like uh, a message from your mother or your, or your family or myself or, but then you don't get distracted by looking at that text message from your mom and then instantly moving on to TikTok or yeah. Instagram yeah. or whatever. Yes, because once you've picked up, picked up your phone, yeah. it's so easy to go into social media yeah, it's, and it's whatever. A, your phone is a, is a black hole. Yeah, and... Today, we've left the house a couple of times, and every time I left my phone at home. So there wasn't even the option for me to look at social media while I was out because yeah. I didn't have it with me. And it's I, actually- I, think, I, think, I think because you have the cellular 
version of it, you're able to do that. So yeah. I think, I guess what you're trying to say is if you want to be a little more free of your phone. Get the cellular <laughs> one. Yeah. I mean, we're not sponsored by Apple or anything, but hey, Apple. If you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So let's, let's dive into the, the first uh, topic. Topic of the day. Yeah. Which is, we need technology for this. Yeah. Okay, so we said it's today is all about creativity. Right. And the first thing that we thought would be interesting to talk about mm -hmm. is what creativity has to do with bathrooms. Yes. And the top, this sounds really interesting and kind of weird. Weird, yeah. But one night I was sitting there with Katerina after I had finish having shower yeah and i was just at this like i i was working on some some concepts and some ideas and i just had told her a little bit about it previously but then i just was at like this creative peak mm -hmm. this creative height and she was like man like your ideas are just just flowing right now yeah coming and it was crazy and 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 i feel like one of the reasons why I get that way is because I have nowhere to go. Yeah. Like I have nothing to do, but be in this one place with myself and my own thoughts. Exactly. And there's no distractions because you can't do anything. Else. Like, like when you're having a, sh like people say bathroom, but for me specifically, the shower is the shower, which is strange because I'm standing there and I'm doing this sort of mindless action. Yeah which is just having a shower, but yet my brain is moving and being able to flush out blockades and ideas and, and things that I'm not able to, to do when I'm sort of working and worrying about the next thing. I don't know. It, it, it's a very strange thing. So that's actually really interesting because something that I've um, heard recently, it's, I guess it's two things. One um, is of course about bathrooms, but the other one is something called think week. Have you heard of that before? Think week. No. So um, it's this whole idea of um, moving away from distractions, moving away from screens, moving away from being actually out of your house mm -hmm. and doing something. So people like, for example, Bill Gates do something called a think week. So once a year, they sort of lock themselves into a certain space, could be a cabin in the woods or whatever, and they make sure that there's no distractions at all, that they can just sit, write on a piece of paper, sit with themselves, sit with their thoughts. And that's where a lot of entrepreneurs and creatives come up with the best idea. And they, they implement this themselves. Yes. It's not like a thing. It. It's not like a thing where everyone goes to this. Like, no, you know, it's okay. like solid solitude in solitude. Yeah. So it's like, instead of going on vacation, he books himself a week off to just do nothing. Yeah. And what's interesting, and that leads me to what I found recently and, and why, uh, the whole being in the shower with no escape all by myself makes sense to me. And I heard this quote and it is by, uh, it was on Twitter and it was by Dan Coe. And it says, don't expect to tap into your creative potential if you never are alone with yourself. Exactly. No work, no people, no information. Sit with yourself, let thoughts trigger thoughts, and follow them down a rabbit hole of original discovery. 
That's great. That's exactly the same concept. It's ex- I guess it is, right? Like he's like the concept of Think Week, I guess, is the execution of this idea that if you are never comfortable with being alone, yeah, by yourself with zero distractions at all, forcing yourself to figure out where you want to go creatively or what hurdle you need to get over yeah. to accomplish that creative goal or bust through that creative block. Yeah. Then. And, and think about it coming back to the idea of the shower. That is one of the only times in our day where we just are being and not doing anything mm-hmm. like Yes, you are doing, like at some point you're washing your hair, washing your body, whatever, but sometimes we also just stand there. Yeah. And what other time in your day could you say that you're just being without looking at your phone, going to the bathroom, it's making rare. food? Like, I mean, yeah, because when you're cooking, you're dealing with that. And when you're, when you're editing, like you can get into a, uh, a flow state. And I think that's why sometimes people talk about a flow state. Yeah. Because when you're when you're painting or when you're editing or when you're drawing or when you're writing, it's almost like you are just alone in your thoughts, right? Like when I'm in a flow of editing a photo or editing a, a video or whatever, it's like everything else is gone. And I'm just worried about putting together those next pieces. It, it, it's when the creative block for me comes the most when... I'm reaching a fork and I don't know where I want the story to go. And there's just too many ideas. Yeah. And there's this creative block of like, ah, oh, it's not clear, you know, and you're trying too many things. And it's like, it's, it's like that multiple distractions, yeah. multiple ideas that start to create a bit of a cluster. Yeah. And it's like, and even still when you're editing, you're following a pattern because you have a goal that you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And I think a space where like, something new and novel like we also just talked about with ai when does that really come in and that comes in when there's nothing else happening Mm -hmm. those are the moments and that's why in the shower i actually have to read you something about that yeah why that it's so interesting so there's i'm sure i'm gonna butcher his name john cuneos he's a professor of psychology and he wrote a book called The Eureka Factor, Aha Moments, Creative Insight in the Brain. And he says, I'm going to just read it out because I thought it was so interesting. It was specifically about why people are creative in the shower. And it says... It was a book specifically about people being creative in the shower. No, it's about aha moments, but the mm. specific section is about... Be creative in the shower. Yeah. Interesting. And it says... Not only does the warm water elevate your mood, you you focus your attention inward. You have some mild sensory deprivation. You can't see very much. There's the white noise of the water. The water is warm, so you can't feel the difference between your skin and the air. This sensory restriction is like an extended brain blink. You cut out the outside worlds and ideas bubble into awareness. That is honestly... It's so wild because I feel like when I go to plan creative concepts, whether that be for YouTube or a project that I'm working on with the creative agency or things that you and I are doing, I have these ideas very like 
for me personally, mm -hmm. very surface level, it's like, here is sort of the idea. Mm -hmm. But the way I explain it, do you want to listen here? Mm -hmm. Thank you. The, the way I, I explain it is that when I'm in the shower, it, it, it feels like that. It feels like I'm in like this little vacuum mm -hmm. and that little thought process of whatever idea I had for like a video or a concept or whatnot just starts to go and it's like all, it's like I can visualize the entire video or movie or, or whatever. It's like it flashes through completely and it's like I know exactly what I want to capture and so I have a very clear vision once I get out and then it's after that it's about just executing it getting the right shots creating that, that shot list but but it's like i can see the whole thing like start and i can yeah. fully fully see it and it happens again i always say to you i'm like man it happens every time in the shower and like that makes a lot of sense and and it also made me think and i didn't do any like further thinking it's just something because it came up in the quote do you think in like those sensory deprivation tanks, yeah. something similar could happen? I, I think so. I think if you're in a really big rut of some sort, one mm -hmm. of those those like deprivation tanks could could really help you do that. I mean, I've never done one. Have you done one before? No, never. Mm -mm. I mean, for me, the claustrophobia might be a thing. Like the shower is kind of expansive yeah. and it's, it's it's normal. Like we're used to that. But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. For Actually, for me, most of the times these days when I'm having a, a shower, what's helped me most is actually uh, almost like write the, the monologue. Because, mm -hmm. because usually when I'm planning a section in a film or video and I need to spiel out an opening dialogue, monologue, or whatever that might be, I usually have a really hard time just sitting at a desk and writing yeah. it down. But for some reason, when I'm in the shower, it just flows really smoothly. Yeah. And then I basically have it all, and then I just need to quickly get to a desk and jot it all down, and then, and then. But I mean, in this day and age, I could just probably just pull up Chat GTP and be like, "Hey, hey, do this for me. <laughs> write this monologue about this for me." You know, I don't know, but I don't you know, know. What's interesting to, for me though is like, I am not when I'm in the shower. There's also a lot happening in my my brain. Like what? Like, for me, it's more like I have to do this, I have to do that. It's like it's it's this freeing space as well where things that I want to do or have to do come up. But what's really interesting is as soon as I exit that space, unless I write it down right away, it's gone for me. Hmm. But I wonder if that has to do with the fact that it's less of that creative thinking that's happening in my brain and it's more that like sequential yeah yeah like the way you describe it is more like you're like it's like you're trying to reference tasks that you have to complete yeah and and for me it's not like that at mm -hmm. all it's it's more of like like a euphoric thought process and that goes to show how di completely different you and i are in the way that we think and mm -hmm. operate but that uh, that leads me to the question, like, everybody, to me, everybody is creative in their own way, mm -hmm. right? Like, they have a creative way of maybe expressing themselves. Like, do you believe that? Do they believe that everyone is creative or no? Yes. In, in, to a degree in, in different ways. Yeah. They're either creative with, with their fashion, but they're, they can't really 
visualize a scene in a movie or someone who's really great at taking a photo isn't great at writing yeah. creatively yeah. or or cooking or whatever that might be. So where do you think you feel you are the most creative for you? Like if my, if 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 mine is I'm most creative in the shower, mm-hmm. then where it is where is it for you? You mean a space where I'm the most creative? Yeah, like what 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 makes what what gives you that space to be the most creative then? If mine is just being stuck in the mm-hmm. shower mm-hmm. and then my sight my senses are heightened, if you will, according to that to that book. Mine is being by myself in the mornings with a piece of paper and a pen. Mm-hmm. So I need I for sure need that element of solitude as well. Yeah. And no distractions. But I am less of a do all the work up here and it stays here sort of person. I'm more of a, I become creative and I process information in a creative way by putting it down onto a piece of paper. Yeah. yeah. And I, and for me, like at the end of the day, I, I also need to write it down because yeah. I think there's so much going on that I, I, that I will forget it. But I feel like my ideas are flushed out in full when I'm in that, creative space for for you it's different you have the ideas in the shower and then you just need to record them and for me they are unfolding Mm. while i am writing it down Mm -hmm. that's where the thoughts come up for me yeah so do you think because we're talking about the shower specifically and in that book it also says because of the warm water and blah 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 and yeah yeah do you think there's other spaces in the bathroom that that leads people to have the same sort of effect or feeling because it's so funny. Uh, I know people who, uh, and then like, they have told me that they get all their creative ideas when when they're when they're number two. And I was just <laughs> that was one of the, the like I don't know how else to put it eloquently, but that, you know that was one of the things I was going to say, and the other one I was going to say was brushing your teeth. Yeah, because it's like a mindless action. Yes. But both of those, you can still distract yourself by looking at your phone, for example. Yeah. So. I mean, because most people aren't taking their phone into the shower, right? Like, yeah. I mean, they could. Oh, speaking of that, I forgot one thing that I uh, that I read today is there are companies that are developing waterproof whiteboards so that in the shower, mm. you can write down... Your ideas. I feel like I've heard of that. While they come up. Yeah. I feel, which I, I thought was crazy. Yeah, I feel like I've heard of that where you could like just slap it to the wall and then and you're like, ooh, and then quickly mm-hmm. write it down. Because mm-hmm. for me, I have it like sort of locked into my mm-hmm. brain. But with someone like you who, let's say. I can, come out of it with a to-do list on a whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny. Yeah. I would like to know, like, do you resonate with, with, this, with this vibe? Like mm-hmm. for everyone listening. Uh, I mean, I'm such a podcast newbie. Can you leave comments in podcasts? No. You can't? No. Interesting. Just, no. I mean, this is also, uh, for just quickly, for everyone who doesn't know, we're, we're doing this as a video podcast on YouTube, but also all the podcast platforms. Yeah. But, man, I, I really want to know, to everyone listening or watching this, does that resonate with you? Are, are you the most creative in is the show? Is it just us? Is it just it's it's definitely it's de- it's definitely not just us because obviously we've seen that it's being put into practice with the whole the book 
excerpt that you read about yeah. the shower, the think week, yeah. the the little Twitter quote that I have found. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. It's it's something that we have wanted to like for me personally, I wanted to be to figure out like why is it that mm. that is the place that I'm the most creative in. And then I, I think your book explained it the best. Yeah. And what is that book called, Jen? It is called uh, just for everybody listening in case you want to read it the eureka factor aha moments creative insight and the brain yeah yeah it's it's crazy we'll put that in the show notes so that you can find the yeah. book if you're if you're looking for for it yeah. but uh yeah that's really cool so the other thing yeah that i think we wanted to bring today mm-hmm. that has to do with creativity yeah. is creators don't sleep creators don't sleep yeah don't sleep or don't sleep enough yeah, you're you you were one of those mm-hmm. people. I, I was I was one of those people, and and I, I guess what I will say is, at the top of the show, we said that creatives are unique creatures. Yes, and we have a different rhythm, different habits, because because oftentimes a creative has the ability to have a schedule that isn't nine to five. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think. There can be creatives who work in a nine-to-five job, but even those creatives, when they come home, at some point, that creativity reignites because they think about something during the day from their nine-to-five where they had a little bit of a uh, like a stuck or a blockade, and then they jump in the shower, and then it reignites, and then suddenly they're yeah. they're in this creative mode again, and then that leads them to not be able to sleep yeah. because they need to get those ideas out so that they can go into the next day if it's a nine-to-five job to to like flush them out or someone like me I think this sort of ties back to what we were just talking about but oftentimes when I'd be working on a project or something during the daytime it was just too full of distractions too many cars too many sounds Mm -hmm. too many people sending text messages or calling or there'd be available shows to watch but for some reason when the night fell and it started to become 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and the world started to slow down. People started to go to sleep. Everything got quiet. It was when I just got really creative, and I would just start jumping into an edit, like at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, and I would edit till 4 or 5, 6 in the morning. So let me ask you a question. Like, I agree with that idea of it is so beautiful to be doing work and getting into it, when everyone else is sleeping. Yeah, when there's just nothing, there's no one around. But for me, I'm the type of person that gets up at 5 a.m. and does it before my 9 to 5 job. Yeah. Would that work for you as well? Or is it specifically that sweet spot of when everyone is going to sleep and you stay awake? And, and, and Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing. I've thought about that. Like in the past, I've been like, why don't I just get up earlier? This is in the past. I've broken that cycle and I'll talk about that in a second. But... I think the difference is if I were to get up at 4 a.m., mm-hmm. it's about the world waking up and me. And it's like I'm focused and then I lose it. Mm-hmm. Versus in the evening, I'm focused and I get deeper into it. Because it gets even cause quieter and quieter. Exactly. It keeps, yeah. it, it's it, like around 9 or 10, it gets quiet, but then it gets really quiet at 3 or 4 or 5 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I were to wake up at four in the morning, it is quiet, but then it starts to fade. The, the, the sun starts to rise. Mm-hmm. 
and it's like you get distracted, you know? Because the night, I don't know, like these are some epic movie quote, but the night is long, Mm -hmm. you know? Like it starts to get quiet at 10 and gets even darker and darker and you have those those eight hours of darkness to, to deal with. So what and, and by the way, before before we get even deeper into this, I hated it. Like I absolutely hated the fact that I would have to my 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 brain and my body would only start to get creative at nine or ten and then I would continue and, tr- and finish these edits until four, five, six in the morning. Like I absolutely hated it. Because truth be told, I enjoy the mornings. Mm-hmm. I enjoy waking up and having that coffee and, and going out for the day and just really enjoying the day. Because as weird as, as it is, I'm inspired the most by the day mm-hmm. of things happening around me. Seeing but then people. you take that and bring it into the night. That's when you like that fuels you throughout the day. But then at it, night you like the daytime is the gasoline for my creativity in the evening. Yeah. And that is the effed up part. So let me ask. And that's why creatives to me, I, like it just, they have a hard time sleeping. So yeah. Speaking of sleep, what was the last, like, can you remember that one night where you stayed up? Like what was the latest you ever went to bed after a long night of editing or reading? when the sun came up, whatever, t- whatever time that was. And then like I would sit at my desk mm-hmm. and I would edit and edit and edit and edit. I think one night, I, like as an example, I think I was editing, working on a project and it was like four in the morning and then suddenly it was six in the morning. And I just, you know, you keep, you keep tweaking it and, and, and adding, layering the, the sound design or the color grade. And I remember very clearly at the time I was living in a high rise and I was really high up. I was like on the 30th story and I was editing and I, and I had these big windows and the sun rise, kind of rises just behind those windows. And I remember because it was dark, I had all the blinds up. So it didn't yeah, matter. Of course. And then suddenly I could see these, these rays of light starting to peek through the windows. And I'm just like, oh, no. And I remember jumping into bed and pulling down all the blackout shades so that I could sleep. And I think it was like 7 a.m. or whatever. And I'm like, man, I need sleep. So it was like. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Like I slept till maybe just before noon, and then I woke up to enjoy the rest of the day and meet up with other creators or people. And I, I like I felt tired a lot. Like I, I constantly felt tired during that time period. So on an average night, would you get you you would say- four hours, five hours? Okay, so not I, I wouldn't I would say that's not good. Yeah. But I'd say that's actually more than a lot of other creatives that I know who only sleep like three hours a night. Um, I brought another p- little piece of research <laughs> about this. That's such a researcher. It's, it's funny. Um, so I don't know if you guys have heard of the book Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. But he's sort of a sleep expert. I I don't think he has formal education in like sleep or whatever, but he has become so interested in the topic that he's done. He's written that book. He's been on a million podcasts, done TED Talks, whatever. And he does has done a couple of such interesting experiments with sleep. For himself? No, with research groups. Yeah. Where there is significant difference in just one hour when you lose one hour of sleep. Mm-hmm. So let's say seven hours compared to eight hours. 
is a significant difference in your performance the next day. And one example of that is, and which is tonight, daylight savings. Yeah, it's funny. We're recording this on daylight savings and we actually lose an hour tonight. Yeah, and he... It'll be spring forward. And I have to actually uh, look at the numbers because it's insane. He says, um, daylight, save, daylight savings time, spring, when we lose an hour of sleep, they see a 24% increase in heart attacks the next day, as well as similar numbers for car crashes and suicide rates. And it is the opposite. It is a 20, 21% less car crashes, heart attacks, whatever, in the fall when we gain an hour of sleep, which to me is so wild. And he even went a little further. And we all know that sleep is good for your brain. Sleep is good for your body in a lot of mm -hmm. different ways. Mm -hmm. But he says it can actually affect your genes, like your DNA on a on a, like a cellular gene mm -hmm. level. Yep. And they did an, another um, sort of experiment where they put people on a six hour of sleep schedule for a week compared to a group that had eight hours of, hours of sleep. And he says for the six hour group, 711 genes distorted in their activity. So that just means they changed their activity and the let's say, good genes that are responsible for your immune system, whatever, they went down in activity and the genes that are responsible to produce like cancer cells and tumors and whatever increased in their activity during that week, yeah, which to me is just crazy. And it's a two-hour difference. Yeah, it's just a two-hour difference for a week. I mean, it's only, I mean, it's, I'm having a hard time digesting that and I know a lot of people will too, I don't know, but... A lot of I know a lot of people who who perform high level on that six hours or whatever, and, and, and so so I'm wondering like like what does that actually mean? Like you know what I mean? Is it like is it like ten years off your life? Is it a year off your life? Because for some people they might be like, yeah, if it's a year off my life difference, then and I can do more with it just six hours of sleep, then that's fine. Totally. I get it. Like, I, I, the, he, he doesn't go into... I of course not. I haven't read the book. But yeah. what he does say is, for example, um, when it comes to your reproductive health mm -hmm. for men, mm -hmm. the um, sperm activity of people who have only six hours of sleep compared to those with eight hours of sleep, that's usually the comparison that he makes, is the ones with only six hours of sleep have the sperm activities of people with their age like who are 10 years older mm -hmm. you know i get it so so people who so people who have six hours of sleep at 30 yeah years of age and people with eight hours of sleep at 30 years of age the people who only have six hours of sleep have a sperm count or activity of someone who is 40 so it yes. feels like they've aged 10 years on basically just having less sleep yeah i mean i get it and i think the reason why he does that comparison of six and eight is that is a common number. A lot yeah. of people are like, I just, I'm good off six hours of sleep. I've heard that so many times. So many times. I only need six hours. I'm, like so many times off, off, off entrepreneurs or friends, there's like, yeah, they're like, I just need six hours and I'm good. And it's so interesting to me. Um, 
I've worked with a coach before and I remember when um, she and I were talking, I don't remember the exact topic, but I was like, yeah, but I sometimes feel like I'm not doing enough. Like I'm trying to build something for myself, but I'm still like going to bed early and waking up at a decent time. And like you see all these entrepreneurs who only get six hours of sleep and they pride themselves Mm -hmm. of like working through the Mm -hmm. nights, pulling all nighters. And she's like, yeah, but that's just not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Like you can do that for a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. I guess. But then at least in her opinion, at some point you're burned out and mm-hmm. you can't sustain that. So yeah. that was interesting to I, me. Yeah, I think I think that's the one big thing that I wanted to get into was that though I felt like I still could operate fairly normally, like doing this editing late into the night, I wouldn't often do those sunrise, sun would come up and... Mm-hmm. I, I I still felt like even if I edited to four or five in the morning, that affected me like in a way that I would get burnt out easily. Yeah. And if I did that for like five, six, seven days straight, two, three days in a row, I would just do nothing. And by nothing, it's like I didn't even want to go out or see people or even enjoy life. So, so fortunately for me <laughs> and as a creative who – is in that routine and sort of is in a bit of that rut, if you will, find yourself someone who is not in that routine. And, and most likely you will, will fall out of that routine easily because you are the type of person where before you were with me, I would go to bed at 9 9 PM (laughs) and she would wake up at five or six. Yeah. But when we started dating and then eventually when we got married, we've just come to a place where we've accepted that, Hey, I won't go, I can't go to bed at nine. My brain just doesn't shut off that way. So we've landed on 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. And then for you, you now, instead of getting up at five, you'll like sleep until six or seven. Yeah. So, and we always make sure that it's that eight hour number. Yeah. Right. Like sometimes you're missing ha- half an hour here or there, but we always make sure that it's like, like if, if we're in bed at 11, our alarm's up for 7. Yeah. If we're in bed at 10, our alarm's yeah. up for 6. So we just try to maximize on those those 8 hours. And and if I think a lot of people might say, like, well, how has your creativity been? I was just going to ask you, how does it feel it, any different for you? And not, not maybe necessarily for creativity, because I don't know what sleep does to creativity, but on your overall, like... Yeah, so the best way I can describe it is that in terms of me getting my work done and being creative, I don't think it's necessarily changed. Mm -hmm. But I do sometimes feel like it takes me a little bit longer because I have to force it through during the daytime. I get it. I totally get it. Whereas... Sometimes if I need to get some a project done, it's happened. It's happened before too. He, like with us when we've been together, when when I've had a video I need to finish or a project I need to finish, I'll say to you like, "Hey, I need a couple hours in the evening mm-hmm. to do it because the the, the world yeah. is much quieter." Yeah. And I will edit until still till like one or two, and then I'll jump into bed with you after. Yeah. It's because I, like there are moments depending on the project and depending on the timing and depending on the intricacy of it, I need. I still need that. Yeah. So I, I'll still be like, I'll get most of it done. But then there are just parts of it where I'm like, I really need to get those things finished. Yeah. Right. And unfortunately, because we don't own a, a studio where there's a blackout room. Yeah. 
sometimes the color grading, I have to just do it in the evening. Mm. And so I'll leave that to the evening. And sometimes, you know, it takes longer. And there have been nights where I've crawled into bed at two or three still. I, I, I try not to do that very often, but it still, it still does happen. I think it's going to be an inevitable for creatives in the field of maybe filmmaking. Yeah. yeah I, I think as a photographer, maybe you could start to change the habit or a graphic designer. Um, yeah. And I, I, I agree with you. Like there's been days and again, I'm the opposite. I would then get up earlier instead of working late. I've done and that I've, too. And I've done that. Like there's been times where I've said like, Oh, I have to sit at my desk at 7am because that is when nobody's distracting me because by 8.30, my messages and emails are rolling in. So yeah. I need that little bit of time before to get something done that needs my full attention. Yeah. I think, I think the, 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 in, and I could be wrong, but I think a lot of people will say the reason why it's harder for them to get up super early to do it is like that waking up and being groggy and then getting to a creative mindset feels harder. And there's a time limit. Like if I... If, like you said before, if I get up at seven and I know by eight thirty I'm going to be distracted, there's that pressure that I only have that hour and a half where I have to perform. Exactly. And again, when you do it into the night, there is no end. No, really. yeah, and and you're already your brain is already kind of firing and yeah. you're just ramping all the way through. Yeah. And it's like when you're doing it in the morning, it's like you have to like ramp up, and in the evening you're already at your high and you're just continuing through and just forcing it through. But then you get this like. <laughs> this crash but it's the interesting that's also personality i am the most <laughs> up and there right in the morning yeah. and the the we always say like i start here in the morning and my energy goes this way yeah your battery you're like a battery right like you start oh, 100 like a battery. and you fully just drop down to zero and then at like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. So, you need to go so to bed. by 10 PM, there is nothing that I can give. Mm -hmm. So I cannot be creative or work at yeah. that time. And yeah. for you, it's different. You're more of a, like a wave, I guess maybe. Yeah. Yeah. To no, totally. Like throughout the day, I like, I am, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like a wave. I'm like, I get energized and then I get this, this dip and then it just goes up and down. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot, it, it would be interesting to if we ever have the opportunity to bring on a professional yeah. or bring on guests in general to this small little project that we're doing here, uh, that we can talk to some people who have a little bit more insight on this because we're both creatives in different ways, but we don't have insight on on, on the, the precise ticks of that. I only know from my experience how I am and you We only, can just pull on information that we find. Yeah, and you have your... But that is interesting. But I think... That is like almost everything that we've had to talk about. Was there anything else that you needed or wanted to talk about in terms of why creatives are so creative or? No, I think creativity in general is such like an interesting, I don't even know what I want to call it, like a topic yeah, or it's like a, a, it's a trait, like a trait or a skill set or mindset do, or I don't know. It's, do, you, do you think that? creativity is a, is a is a trait or do you think it's like naturally embedded in somebody like sorry yeah. sorry that's the same yeah do you think do you think like it's a trait that's naturally embedded in somebody or do you think it's a skill as you mentioned a skill set i think you can train to be 
you can apply techniques to spark your creativity. Okay. But I believe, I think I believe that creativity is, some people are born with it. And some people will have to work hard to get to a certain place and apply techniques. So I and guess you think it's they sort can be of, equally as good? I don't know. I don't know. For me, personally, I believe that in terms of creative execution, being able to get an image to look a certain way, mm -hmm. being able to cut the fabric a certain way, to being able to paint straight lines in a certain way. I think those are all skills that can be learned mm -hmm. and is a part of your skill set. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that there are some people who have this natural ability to create something that someone else hasn't necessarily done before. I think it's also a skill set to be able to copy someone else's or be inspired by someone else's work to do to make your work look similar. And that's a whole different topic, like copying, stealing, you know, the great artist, the, the, the greatest artist steal, all that kind of stuff. But, but like, I do believe that you can be inspired by other people and then that sparks your own creativity and you can get really good yeah. at doing something similar or, some, or something sort of in your lane. Yeah. But I think there are just some people naturally who can see something and be creative with it right away on the yeah. spot yeah. without having to, to like think too much about it and work hard for it and like I'd be and work and, and force the yeah. force the scene or or force the like you know what i mean like they can look at a person and be like that outfit looks amazing on you boom you're you're good rather than someone who has been trained to outfit someone to look good yeah i'd be more the person i think i'm more the like the former i'm no the latter sorry i'm more the one that's like okay so i'm supposed to come up with the with the creative scene and then I'd go to my computer and be like how do you come up with xyz like yeah. I'd I would have to force it so much more than probably you because you can sit there and write there you could just like imagine something that's never been there before it, it is an interesting topic because I'm involved with so many creatives and and I'm the type of person who's inspired by every type of creative someone who has been really well trained, someone who's just naturally chaotically creative. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, anyone's creativity just drives my own creativity and I just implement it in my own specific way. Yeah. And some of sometimes that way is through what I've learned and I'm and it's like a skill set that I've obtained. But some of it is just through sort of my natural instinct. Yeah. And I think that is like the difference between the two. One is like a skill set and one is an instinct. Yeah. And, and I'm fortunate that I'm not, I don't know if it's fortunate, it's the right word, but like, like I'm fortunate that like, I'm not just, my instinct is, isn't way up here. And it's like, I'm just this like, like super gifted creative and my skill set isn't like way up here. And I'm just this ultra high level skill person. I'm kind of like, a little, I'm a little bit more more balanced for better or for worse, yeah. right? Because some of the people who are naturally outrageously gifted are just like have changed the world and in their own yeah. ways, and some people who are highly skill set. And I guess I'm I'm becoming more comfortable with being just really, really, really good, yeah. rather than like out of this worldly. 
right? Like when I was much younger, all I wanted to be was out of this worldly creative, but not everyone can be that. But I am proud that I can often execute things at a very high level yeah. and, and, and creative. And, and I'm fortunate that I have you to be able to balance me in the way that like you're more like structured in, in, yeah. in, in a lot of ways. To finish this off, because we are so different, I've talked a lot about like who, like my abilities. What do you think it is about you when someone says, if someone says to you, like, are you a creative? How do you answer that question? I would say I might not be creative in what the everyday person thinks a creative person is. Mm -hmm. But I think where my creativity comes in is how I approach life. Mm -hmm. With life, to me, there are no boundaries. And I think in creativity, someone who's very creative doesn't see boundaries. They Absolutely just think not. beyond what other people see as possible. Mm -hmm. And that is how I approach my life. When someone says like, at some point in your life, like that back in the day when I would just move around the world <laughs> and live anywhere, everyone would always say like, at some point... That's that's an adventure that's going to end. Yeah, at some point you're going to have to settle down in that nine to five. At some point you're going to have to stay it's in the small town journey. That's what life is about and that is just normal. And like this will end. This is an adventure and you can't do this forever. And I kept You can't saying, be that backpacking 20-year-old forever. Yeah, and yeah, I kept yeah, yeah. saying to them, I'm like, but why not? Or when someone would say to me like, why are you moving abroad? Because they couldn't see why anyone would do that mm -hmm. and what that would do for someone i would say but why not yeah. so it's i guess more of that overall creative approach to life in general yeah and i think with that we sort of wrap up this episode yeah so thank you so much for watching and listening and i hope that you found this episode insightful from some of the stuff that we have brought and shared today as two people who work in the creative field, who see life in a creative way, mm -hmm. that is the main goal of Cadence Podcast, is for people to live as fully and as creatively and as passionately as you possibly can. So don't forget to rate this podcast five stars. Yes. Anywhere you can find it. Like, share, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And... We appreciate the support. And we hope you come to our next one. Yep. So we'll see you in the next episode. That's pretty much it. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.